This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit Mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Today, an agriculture consultant predicts this crop year won't be what he called a bin buster. Stats Canada released results from its field crop survey. And thousands of port workers in B.C. have filed 72-hour strike notice if they can't get a deal done by this weekend. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and Municipal Hail Insurance, crop insurance at cost. See municipalhail.ca. 2023 is shaping up to be a dry year and consequently won't be a bin buster. That's according to agricultural consultant Kevin Hirsch, who says where he farms in the Cabri area of southwest Saskatchewan, it's dry. Going backwards quickly in my part of the world, and it's it's variable because showers are variable and land soil type is variable and hilltops versus low spots and when it was seeded and what the field history was. But increasingly, there's a, a lot of crops, especially the early seeded cereals that are just drying right up. There are fields where producers are wondering whether they will even see a combine at this point. And everybody tries to estimate the, the size of the of the prairie crop and everybody looks out their, their back window and their back 40 and, and tries to extrapolate. And, and there's a huge amount of variability. But as you pull out the yield maps and, and look at the, the, the percent of normal precipitation across the prairie region, and as you look at the Saskag crop report and look at uh, the, the percent of the cropland in the various moisture categories, it, it's really early to make predictions. But one prediction I will make is that this is not going to be a bin buster for the, the prairie region in total. There's just too many dry areas. In southwest Saskatchewan, or at least my part of southwest Saskatchewan, is is very dry and looking really poor. Hirsch says depending on where you live in the prairies, you're either wanting rain or doing all right. Southern Alberta has got a, a lot of, uh, of weather stress and, and rain stress. And Manitoba, traditionally not a dry area, is running way drier than normal and talking to some producers out there, uh, crop prospects don't look overly bright either. So there are some areas that are doing very well. Uh, I think the Regina area looks uh, quite promising. When you look at percent of average precipitation, they look like they're very good, but uh, there's a lot of areas that look poor and overall, I just can't see how this is going to turn around enough to turn what looks like a worrisome situation into a happy story when you look at prairie production overall. When looking at maps of normal precipitation since June or September, Hirsch adds either one from Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada can tell a different story. Based on September 1st to June 19th, uh, a lot of Saskatchewan was quite a bit below normal. 
uh, like you mentioned, they're around Regina, an area north of Saskatoon, were about average. Everybody else in the province uh, in that time frame was below average precipitation. Now, if you jump forward and just look at growing season precipitation since April 1st, Saskatchewan actually has is a brighter picture if you look at just growing season precipitation with the the majority of the province in the uh, normal to slightly above normal category, an area around Regina in that above normal, 115 to 150% of normal. The drier areas uh, or some of the areas leaking out of Manitoba are below normal. And then the western side of the province shows up as below normal. Once you get into southern Alberta, you get a big area that's well below normal, less than 40% of, of normal precipitation. Another factor is grasshoppers. And I think that grasshopper population has been building. And I'm, I was surprised in Saskatchewan by the forecast map that was developed last fall based on adult hoppers and trying to estimate the forecast for 2023. There were, there were some hot spots and, and some areas that looked like they might have concern. But from the hoppers I saw, I thought they really dramatically underestimated the infestation potential and and that's uh, really proven to be the case at least in in this area there's been many fields that have been sprayed corner to corner and not just once but multiple times and grasshoppers working their way out of grassy areas as the grass dries up and cleaning off the edge of a crop and especially with pulse crops like lentils being very sensitive to grasshopper numbers there's been a tremendous amount of insecticide sprayed and they just uh, thrive in hot conditions and the crop does not so it's tough for the, the crop to get ahead of them so they've taken a bite out of production. Hirsch concludes that these two factors have implications on logistics and crop prices. For instance, a lot of Durham comes out of southwest Saskatchewan and southern Alberta. So if I was sitting at Regina with a good-looking Durham crop, I might surmise that Durham overall is going to be relatively short supply and prices may go up because on a crop like Durham, Canadian production is a, is a big part of the export total in the world and we influence world prices so it not only does it matter to an individual farmer what kind of crop they grow it it also matters what everybody else grows for a crop particularly on some crops like durham where we influence world prices so if uh, if i'm sitting at a good crop at, at regina a good durham crop i'm probably pretty happy about it might be a little extra special knowing that the way things are going there may be upward price momentum Kevin Hirsch is an agricultural consultant who farms in the Cabri area in southwest Saskatchewan. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca Canadian wheat crops continue to be in variable condition. That from Michael Wilton with Mercantile Consulting Venture as he gave this week's market outlook for the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission. Dryness in Manitoba has spread across the entire province. Wheat crops in western Manitoba are generally okay, while crop insurance claims will be common across the south-central region. End-of-week rain in Manitoba will improve soil moisture, but this is largely too late. 
In Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan Ag did not update the crop conditions, which were last reported at 81% good to excellent. Rain across the northwest and central region improved soil moisture conditions by three points to 69% adequate. The condition of Alberta's spring wheat crop rose by nine points over the week to 51% good to excellent. Rain in Alberta's northern regions improved soil moisture conditions, while the south remained dry. Provincial soil moisture conditions improved from 28% good to excellent to 57% good to excellent. Wilton broke down wheat and Durham exports for Grain Week 46. Canadian Week 46 wheat exports were 384,000 tonnes for a season total of 17.4 million tonnes. Average weekly exports need to be around 360,000 tons per week for the remaining six weeks of the marketing year to meet the AAFC's 19.6 million ton number. Almost all of the wheat stocks needed to meet the AAFC's estimate have already been delivered into the elevator system, as visible supplies has grown to 2 million tons. For Canadian Durham, Alberta Ag did not give an update on the condition of the Durham crop, but soil moisture conditions in Alberta's southern region have improved another 6 points to 36% good to excellent. Durham exports in week 46 were strong at 137,000 tons, which makes for a season total of 4.7 million tons. Just 1,000 tons more Durham needs to be shipped to meet the AAFC's too low 4.8 million ton estimate. Visible supplies are 259,000 tons, but most of this is in primary elevators, so it could take a few weeks before it is exported. Durham stocks are tight domestically, global demand in the coming year will be strong, and the Canadian crop is not yet made. We are sold out of old crop Durham, but would wait before selling additional new crop. In the Black Sea region, Wilton says the market is currently reacting to reports of unrest in Russia. Some are calling it a coup. On Friday, the Wagner Mercenary Group was reported to have captured a Russian military base and were marching towards Moscow in retaliation for what they say Russian troops attacking their group. A deal was reportedly struck on Saturday, where the leader of the Wagner Group will be going to Belarus, while the rest of the Wagner mercenaries will have the option to sign contracts with the Russian military. A rally sparked by the Russian conflict should be seen as a selling opportunity. We think that overall it will have limited impact on the wheat market in the long term. On another front, Wilton notes word of Russia not wanting to extend the Black Sea grain export deal when it expires in mid-July. A Ukrainian diplomat says there's a 99.9% chance that Russia will not renew the Black Sea grain deal when it expires in mid-July. Russia's rapid export pace for the month of June has analysts increasing their monthly export estimate from 3.3 million tons to 3.6 million tons of wheat shipped during the month of June. While the price for wheat rose in most of the other major origins last week, Russian wheat prices remained flat, which widened the discount to other origins. Official prices for Russian wheat are $230 to $240 per ton on a FOB basis, but we hear there are even cheaper offers being made. In the coming week, it's going to be all about weather and how the market interprets the events from Russia. In our view, such abnormal events will call the future markets to initially start a little stronger, then fade as the conflict will have no real impact on the overall wheat picture. You can find the complete market outlook update and written reports on the Sask Wheat website.
You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Now today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integritire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integritire dealers. Ottawa's decision to ban the use of Lambda Cyolothrin insecticides on any crops destined for feed use has now led at least one Canadian miller to prohibit any deliveries of oats treated with the chemical. Grain millers, whose Canadian operations include its oat mill here in Yorkton, said in a memo yesterday to growers that the Canadian National Millers Association has asked all member businesses to advise growers of their Lambda Psi policies. Grain Miller says the company is being forced to prohibit the use of Lambda Psilothrin on any oats being sold to grain millers. From now on, prior to delivering any oats in the future, growers will be required to sign a delivery affidavit, which will include a statement to that effect. Canadian pulse exports continue at a solid pace through nine months of the 2022-23 marketing year, with old crop prices trending higher over the past month as the market rations demand ahead of the new crop harvest. Canada has exported 1.713 million metric tons of lentils during the crop year to date, with Turkey the top destination at just under 500,000 metric tons, followed by India at 383,400 tons, according to Statistics Canada data. Pea exports of 2.176 million metric tons are up by 42%, with China accounting for just over 1.2 million tons of the total. Other major importers of Canadian peas include Bangladesh, the United States, and Pakistan. Canada has exported 188,800 metric tons of chickpeas through the 2022-23 crop year to date, with the United States the top destination, followed by Turkey, Pakistan, Syria, and Italy. A report was released yesterday on a collaborative project between three prairie provinces and Ottawa on engaging First Nations communities in agricultural opportunities. Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta have been working with the federal government on the project since May of 2021. The report shows some First Nations communities in the Prairie Provinces are interested in growing their food systems through traditional practices and also through participation in the agricultural sector. All information collected will be used to inform departmental priorities and programs aimed at advancing Indigenous agriculture and food systems. It's flying season for the Japanese beetle, which has prompted expanded restrictions on soil and plants in Vancouver that cover much of the city. The invasive pest was first detected in Vancouver's False Creek area in 2017. The iridescent copper and green-colored beetle can significantly damage landscape and ornamental plants, fruit and vegetable gardens, nurseries, orchards, and crops. A statement from the city says landscapers and residents are encouraged to keep their plant materials on site and continue to use their green bins for yard trimmings. Those who want to move plants with soil attached out of the regulation area will need to contact the inspection agency to obtain a free movement certificate. A new survey from the University of Maryland and Auburn University 
found that as of April 1st, close to half of U.S. honeybee colonies died in the past year. The 48% annual loss was up from the previous year's loss of 39%. However, it's not as high as the bee mortality rate of 50.8% seen in 2020-2021. Beekeepers told the surveying scientists that a 21% loss over the winter is acceptable, and more than three-fifths of beekeepers surveyed said their losses were higher than that. California has cited two Northern California mushroom farms for health and safety violations and proposed $165,000 U.S. in fines five months after a worker killed seven people in back-to-back shootings. The January 23rd violence stunned the small coastal community of Half Moon Bay, south of San Francisco. The citations included a lack of training for Spanish and Mandarin-speaking workers in a language they can understand. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary. Or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today's sunny, then becoming part the cloudy this afternoon. Also a risk of a thunderstorm this afternoon. Winds from the northwest at 30 kilometers an hour, high of 26. Tonight, clearing late this evening, risk of a thunderstorm early in the evening. Winds from the northwest at 30, then becoming light, a low of 11. Tomorrow, mainly sunny and hazy. Winds from the northwest at 20 kilometers an hour, high of 27, the low 12. Friday, sunshine, high of 30, low 17. Saturday, partly cloudy and a 60% chance of showers, high of 31. Saturday night, cloudy and a 60% chance of showers, low 16. Sunday, sunshine, high of 26, the low 13. Monday, partly cloudy, high of 22, the low 12. Tuesday, sunshine, high of 23. Normal highs for this period are at 24, normal lows 10. Sun rose at 449 this morning. Sun will set at 914 tonight. Taking a look around the province in Estevan, 25, Saskatoon, 21, Swift Current, Weyburn, and Yorkton are at 24. The hot spot in Saskatchewan is in Stony Rapids at 27. Cool spot is in Pilger at 18. In Regina, partly cloudy, northwest wind at 30. Humidity at 51%. Temperature 24 degrees or 75 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 101.1 and rising. In Moose Jaw, mostly cloudy. Northwest wind at 24 to 35. Temperature 24 degrees. Again in Regina, partly cloudy, northwest wind at 30, temperature 24 degrees. Back in a moment. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. There has been a lot of talk about succession planning on family farms, but it's just as important in agricultural research. The following comments come from an article written by Dr. Reynold Bergen, the science director for the Beef Cattle Research Council, 
It's published in the June edition of Canadian Kettleman Magazine. Dr. Bergen says hiring new researchers ensure that progress continues. Hiring new researchers is important to ensure that scientific progress continues. New scientists also bring new knowledge and skills and perspectives and energy. But having a PhD doesn't automatically make someone a good researcher, just like having a class one license doesn't automatically make someone a good trucker, or having an agriculture degree doesn't necessarily make someone a good farmer. Part of the process is having an experienced research scientist work with a younger colleague. It's often better if the new fresh-faced recruit has a chance to work with the grizzled veteran before they retire. You know, experience is the best teacher, and and it's always faster and more efficient for a, a new researcher or anyone else to learn the ropes from an experienced hand than to make all the same mistakes and learn all the same lessons themselves. So having experienced researchers available to mentor new researchers helps shorten their runway to productivity and success. The Beef Cattle Research Council has had a mentorship program for nearly the past decade. It matches new research scientists with beef producers who share research interests and bring practical expertise. This is especially important for foreign-trained researchers to build an industry network and the confidence to get started in producer communication and extension. Dr. Bergen's comments come from an article he wrote in the June edition of the Canadian Cattleman magazine. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. In Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com More than 7,000 port workers in British Columbia have filed notice they will walk off the job Saturday if they can't reach a deal with the BC Maritime Employers Association. The International Longshore and Warehouse Union Canada says its members have voted 99.24% in favor of strike action. The main issues in the dispute are contracting out, port automation, and the cost of living. Both sides continue to meet with the assistance of a federal mediator. Statistics Canada released highlights of the June 2023 field crop survey pertaining to the 2023 seeding areas of principal field crops. Farmers indicated they planted more canola, spring wheat, durum wheat, barley and mustard seed, and less lentils, dried field peas, oats, flaxseed and canary seed. Producers planted 12.4 million acres of canola this year, up 8.8% compared to 2022. 9.1 million acres of spring wheat was seeded this year, an increase of 10%. The 2023 estimates come from a survey of 7,137 Saskatchewan farmers conducted from May 15th to June 12th. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Canola is down $14.50 to $713.62. Number one red spring wheat is down $7.36 at $370.51. The rest were unchanged. Durham $396.61. Feed barley $340.61. Chickpeas $1036.17. Flax $501.98. Lentils $732.50. Oats $245.32. Yellow peas $351.61. Feed wheat 270 97 
on the Minneapolis Grain Exchange. Hard red spring wheat for September is down 20 cents at $8.25 and a quarter cents a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of June 27th. Our last regular sale was on June 21st. It was a full house. The market is still strong. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.50 to $1.70. D3 cows sold from $1.30 to $1.50. Counter cows sold from $1 to $1.20. Heiferettes sold from $1.95 to $2.25. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.65 to $1.80. There were a few heifers at this sale. 600 to 650 pound heifers averaged two dollars and 75 cents and sold up to two dollars and 85 cents 650 to 700 pound heifers averaged two dollars and 70 cents and sold up to two dollars and 85 cents there weren't enough steers in any weight break to establish an accurate price quotation this has been stephanie digg reporting from the weyburn livestock exchange the market that gets cattle and the prices too now the latest pork prices for the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants today. They're at $217.51 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Sask Energy is applying for a pair of rate changes. The Crown Corporation is looking for a 22.1% decrease to the commodity rate, dropping it from $4.20 to $3.30 per gigajoule. They're also proposing a 5% delivery service rate increase. If approved, these proposed rate changes would save residential customers an average of $5.66 per month or $68 per year on their bills. Also, if the proposals are approved by the Saskatchewan Rate Review Panel, the overall bill decrease would take effect on October 1, 2023. Norway has approved 19 oil and gas projects on the Norwegian continental shelf saying the total investments are worth over $19 billion U.S. Norway's Minister for Petroleum and Energy said the projects are also an important contribution to Europe's energy security. Norway is the only net exporter of oil and gas in Europe. Conflict in Ukraine has boosted the Scandinavian country's revenues as European countries previously reliant on Russia seek alternative energy sources. However, Norway has fended off accusations that it's profiting from the war. The minister also announced that Norway is donating $7.4 billion to Kyiv as part of a five-year support package. On the markets, the TSX is up 50 points at 19,784. The Dow is down 122 points to 33,804. Oil is up $1.92 at $69.62 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 75.50 cents U.S. And that's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. 
McGowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.